Welcome to Changing the Lens, a podcast dedicated to helping women like you grab a hold of some fresh insight, clear perspective, and a renewed energy when planning your wedding and beyond. I'm Angelina Swords Bracado, your host. I believe that we can always make a choice to see opportunity over obstacle if we take a breath and allow ourselves to shift our perspective. So all you have to do here is be willing to listen, see things differently, and believe in the power of changing the lens. COVID era weddings are a wild and crazy time for everybody. So I want to talk to you about, because, you know, often Lyle and I, we think about how, you know, we're in this world. So we're seeing all the different iterations of weddings these days, how things are morphing as a result of COVID, people downsizing their events, doing different things. So I really want this. And I forget sometimes that that couples like you aren't in this mix all the time. Yeah, you have other vendors that you're working with, maybe some friends who've been married before. But as far as having a shared experience with fellow COVID couples who are planning their wedding and embarking on newlywed life, you are not inundated in that with those types of people like we are. So I want to help you out here. <laughs> I'm going to be the one that tells you a whole bunch of different ways that weddings are actually happening right now. Um, I find this to be incredibly helpful when I'm on the phone with mothers of the bride or the couple themselves, and they just don't know what is going on out there in the world of weddings. So I'm going to give you a couple of little samples of what is happening. Option A, um, continuous planned, not recommended. Um, not only does it not go by COVID guidelines, depending on the size of your wedding, um, but you know it's just not making people safe. So I'm not giving you a lot of hardcore judgment. I'm just sort of getting that option out of the way and we're going to push that to the side and we're going to move forward to some real solutions here. Option two, some, a lot of our couples are actually choosing to proceed with their original wedding date. They proceed with the original wedding date in a very modified format. So say initially they had 200 guests invited. Well, they've cut that list down to whatever the mandate is. So let's just say 50 people for an outside event. I'm just throwing out some numbers here, but 50 people outside event to keep everybody safe um, and then plan uh, a sit down dinner with either keeping those 50 people or they downsize that even further to just include their immediate family, especially if they're going to be inside at a restaurant having that sort of a meal. Um, it'll be just the immediate family who sits down to a post-ceremony dinner. So you have, you know, some prep photography there that's really lovely and sort of exactly how it would have looked for the most part. Then you have your ceremony um, outside, probably with about 50 people. And then you move into perhaps a more intimate sit-down dinner event as a reception where you still have a cake. You could even still have a first dance. You could still have some uh, welcoming toasts sort of things happening. Um, another version of this very similar type of event is that in a lot of cases, religious religious buildings are being allowed to house more people. So you may be what some people are doing is keeping a fuller version of their guest list for the ceremony, just depending on your your space for that, keeping your fuller version of your guest list for that part of the ceremony and then downshifting into your final 
our more intimate guest list for some sort of post-ceremony dinner. Um, some people are doing that at a restaurant, like I mentioned before, and some are doing that at home, you know, either at home in the dining room with an intimate group, having it catered so that it still feels like something special and doesn't feel like, you know, mom or dad's in the kitchen cooking and cleaning, like you still have a catering company come. And guys, that's keeping your vendors at work too, which is coming from a vendor is hugely important. Um, and you're still occupying your date, which is also hugely important. I think, you know, to a degree, depending on your set of circumstances, every set of circumstances is is unique to you. Um, but keeping your original date, exchanging your vows, I found has been one of the more peaceful solutions that people have moved forward with. Because even if you reschedule to a date, which we're going to talk about that option in a second, you fully reschedule your event to a separate date, um, you still, we're in a time well we're always in a time of uncertainty but especially now we're in a you know a massive time of uncertainty we have no idea when we're going to be able to return to those sorts of um expected guest counts that we had forever up to this point so i find the most peace is coming from the couples who have chosen one of the two paths that i just described um Another option is, again, maintaining your fuller scope of guest list for your religious ceremony that's inside a religious building because those buildings are usually being allowed a higher occupancy um, and still maintaining social distancing. So doing that, then um, keeping perhaps that same guest count, depending on what your current mandate is for people being allowed for an outdoor event and doing outdoor family backyard tented so that it feels more enclosed, um, but the sides aren't tented, just the tops are tented just for inclement weather as well. I mean, we're based in Louisiana, so inclement weather is sort of the name of the game around here. You kind of always, if you're planning something outside, you really need to have a tent on standby for what might happen or some sort of indoor option. Now with COVID, an indoor option isn't really the solution, especially if you're going this route, but um, a tent could be. So, and then still have your DJ or your band, depending on your mandates, what you're allowed to do. You can have an outdoor cocktail bar. You have a caterer come and set up and everything is just housed outdoors, but you may still be able to have like that 75, 100, 150 people, depending on the um, depending on the laws at the moment. So that's, that is another option where you actually have a dance floor and a, a, a look that probably more closely resembles what you initially set out to do, except moving it from wherever it would have been to a backyard situation. And guys, again, like keeping your vendors working during these dates is really uh, appreciated. <laughs> and though your vendors, most of them, I mean, I can really only speak for myself, but in the experiences I've had so far in, in COVID world, which I mean, we personally have rescheduled 25 or more than that at this point, but approximately 25 weddings that we've been working on rescheduling and a handful that had to cancel. So um, in all the experience that we've been having with this so far, most of the vendors are really working with couples making things happen. I think the key is just to be very reasonable about what's what everybody can do and keep working together. Okay, so then another option that people are doing is scheduling just their ceremony for now. So let's say your wedding date was scheduled for date X and that's the way it's always been. You proceed with, you know, preparation, getting dressed, that kind of photography. You have your ceremony. And then after the ceremony, that's it. Your photographer and your other vendors may not 
well, I'll just say photographer, doesn't necessarily follow you to your next part of the event because you're saving your photography time for a rescheduled reception for deep into 2021 or 2022 even and sort of use that as a vow renewal or a marriage blessing sort of at that one venue and have your full reception. So a lot of people are doing that, sort of breaking it up into chapter one and chapter two because they just aren't quite willing to totally give up on their party just yet. And they want to be married. So again, totally understandable. And that's a very viable option. Um, So that has been happening a lot. Um, And then the other thing, obviously, is straight up reschedule. So let's talk about reschedules for a minute, too, because I do think that that's important. Reschedules, if we're being for real. So I have seen couples who rescheduled from March, then moved it to, uh, you know, a few months later, because, you know, at the beginning, it was, hey, this isn't going to last too long. Um, Then rescheduled again, and then realized that early 2021 still might not give them what they wanted, so then continued to push. And what happens there, guys, is you get what we in the wedding world are calling reschedule fatigue. You know, and we get it. If you are, you know, contacting all of your vendors and your guests and then having to do it again and then having to do it again. I mean, who would not be tired after all of that? So give yourselves a break. If you're going to reschedule, the suggestion is to reschedule deep into 2021 or 2022. If you're dead set on having a wedding that adheres entirely to your your initial vision and you just don't feel it within yourself, it doesn't match with your values to adjust or adapt that plan at all, then I would not look into the super short-term foreseeable future as a possibility for a rescheduled date without you having to do it again. And so this is just trying to save you that exhaustion of having to go through that experience multiple times. I'll also say that when it comes to any element of this, a wedding planner is hugely beneficial. I mean, I, I've always believed in wedding planners. My sister was a wedding planner for a long time. And then I thoroughly enjoy working with the incredible wedding planners in um, the Louisiana wedding market. So I have nothing but incredible things to say. And I've never realized the full benefit of that world until COVID. Um, I feel like you've never needed as mu- as much as you do now, because if you are making those calls to vendors and trying to connect all the dots and all of the availabilities to make them match for this new rescheduled date or doing the half and half sort of split date options or trying to whittle down the amount of hours you had somebody booked for, whatever it is that you're trying to work on and adjust, it's so great to have somebody on your team to help you in making those phone calls. Because it probably, if I'm guessing right, gives you a little bit of anxiety to think about having to start that process if you feel like you are on the cusp of that process or you think that it might be possible that you'll end up there. Um, That's going to be one of the things that you don't want to do is make those calls and try to match up everybody's schedules and go back and forth. And you personally being the, the moderator of all of these vendors and trying to match up dates. So to have somebody on your team that you hire that you can outsource that work that you don't want to do and that somebody else is so expert in doing and will take joy in helping you guys find a date and be able to do so with as minimal effort as possible. It's such a necessity, I would say. 
So if you are a COVID bride and you're planning a wedding and you have not yet enlisted the help of a wedding coordinator, I would highly suggest that you do. And look, coordinators now are offering so many different types of packages. I mean, nothing about the wedding world is 100% like it was pre-COVID. So, you know, there is adaptability within that format. You may not want somebody to help you, you know, select your menu and do all of these things because you want to handle that. And though to have there are packages out there now that are specifically for COVID weddings. So if you're planning something mini, you know, a mini wedding or a micro wedding, um, or if you're trying to do the split or you're trying to reschedule or whatever it is, wedding planners are now offering these types of services as options to help you get through that time. Um, everybody just wants to help each other. I know sometimes that's hard to believe, but everybody really, truly wants to be as available and as helpful as we possibly can be. So let's just trust in each other a little bit. Um, be open, be honest, be helpful, and also be willing to, you know, navigate through this time together and not be so black or white that you can't see all of the beautiful possibility that pretty much exclusively rests in that gray area. So I hope this has given you some really fabulous insight into what all of these different options are that people are choosing to go with for their COVID era weddings. We don't have to be, I think the key is to try your best not to be so attached to your vision that you can't see all of the creative possibility that's lying all around you and all of the people that are right there ready and willing to help and navigate and make it fabulous. So at the end of the day, guys, everybody just wants you to add that love to the world. We need you more now than ever. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Changing the Lens Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Changing the Lens Podcast. And for show notes and up-to-date goodies, visit our website, changingthelenspodcast.com. And last but not least, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're a brand new show, y'all. So all of those actions make such a difference and help this show reach other people like you. And Guys, we want to hear from you. If you have a topic you'd like to hear more about or a guest you think that would be great, send us that info on our website. Just go to www.changingthelenspodcast.com. See you next time.